Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bakoven. Uh, I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Buck starts now. This is Tom and Buck on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Tom is out. Hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. Lost his voice. Uh, you could tell if you listened to the show yesterday, uh, but uh, didn't get better uh, overnight. So we'll see if that if that does happen for tomorrow. Uh, otherwise, Nick, you might be pulling double duty again, maybe. Yeah, if you have for the time. me. So we'll see how it goes. Nick Sainert, of course, of the Happy Hour, joining us for a few more hours. As we get this thing rolling here, I uh, got a couple questions for you about Nebraska football in, in specific. What would a win Saturday tell you about Nebraska's culture? Also, what could a win in the final two games mean for Adrian Martinez's legacy? But first, I did want to bring this up. Uh, it is a, 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 tw- a story that's trending on Twitter. I always like to to mention those once in a while if they're interesting. Uh, CNBC put out a report. 43% of adults say they, fi- they have financially cheated on their partner. <laughs> financially cheated yeah meaning like committed a financial deception hit a purchase bank account or statement bill or cash or lied about finances debt earnings all that um oh. to try to probably get some extra cash on the side for themselves uh i i know you're you're not uh you're not married or anything i am not are you in a relationship i am not not in a relationship would you consider once you get married a joint bank account how do you how do you feel about joint finances I feel like it's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, apparently I, I half have, the people I, will be lying if, I, if you if I will you do tell it. you this right now, Bach. That is the first time I've ever thought about joint bank accounts. That is? Oh, yeah. Well, it's something you definitely have to think about once you get uh, get close to, to marriage and, and Interesting. all that. Um, uh, it's, uh, a lot of people have different ways of going about it. I think the best way for me to do it is you kind of do the, the joint bank account for the bills and stuff like that and make yes. sure that's all replenished. And then kind of have your own setting to the side. Um just in case, you know, and just to kind of have your own personal money there. It's kind of nice to do that. But everybody has their different way of doing it. But apparently all the joint bank encounters are lying to each other anyway. So <laughs> or half Good of point. them, I should yes. say, 43%, 43%. Um, But I, I, have a, I probably have a feeling that happens more often than not, yeah. even more often than that. So uh, there's a, there's just a little little news for you to make you feel sad about <laughs> couples. <laughs> uh, let's get into this Nebraska 
Football obviously has a chance, 2.30 kickoff this week against Wisconsin. And there's just got to be this – there's always this interesting word, culture, that kind of hangs around. It's hard to measure. It's hard to know what's going on there. Um, but what would a win Saturday tell you about Nebraska's culture? I know the, the, the win is uh, is questionable at this point. Not a whole lot of people picking yeah. Nebraska. But if you did get it, it would certainly be the biggest win in the, Fro- in the Scott Frost era – and I would just think it would have to mean a lot for their culture's sake because of all the turmoil, all the, the coaching changes, everything that's happened. Even, you know, and I don't even know how much it has to be a win, but go out there and look like Nebraska has throughout the first uh, several games of the season because you're kind of at this point where it just doesn't feel like these games count or matter all that much. Um, but you hope not to see that from the football players. I mean, because, again, there's a lot left out there for them despite – the fact that their coaches are fired and, uh, you know, it seems like the, the administration's kind of moved on towards next season. You still have a chance to get in, in either of these games a Scott Frost's biggest win and have a huge chance to add momentum going into next season. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think that um, if Nebraska were to win on Saturday, I don't know how much it would do or how much you could speak to the culture. And and here's my reason for it is it would have you would have to piggyback that then next the following Saturday or Friday against Iowa because there's been so many times not through just not just through this this current staff but even previous staffs where it's been they've played well one week then they come back the next week and against a team that I think Iowa is worse than Wisconsin yeah and you play Iowa and if they come out and they look sluggish and they look lackluster and they don't play well and it's a it's a big bigger margin on the scoreboard it can only be so big when you're playing a team like Iowa but if it's a bigger margin and a disappointing outcome then we're at having that talk after the Iowa game saying well what does that Wisconsin win really do for you because you you couldn't back it up and and I look at it similar to how it was with Oklahoma or um yeah Oklahoma or even Michigan State or Michigan is you had these these encouraging performances where Nebraska played very well, better than they've played in the in the previous two and a half years or three and a half years now under Scott Frost. And you say, okay, if they can just build off of that last week and, and come out against Minnesota or come out against Purdue, and, and then you can start building something and you can talk about how they're improving week after week. They're building off of each week. I feel like that is what, um, you, that's when you're going to be able to finally start, start talking about how culture is shifting. And we're able to start talking about how it's improving because we're having that tangible that that thing that thing that we can point to and say they're building off of game after game after game, where to this point they haven't. Unfortunately, they've shown flashes, but that's why we're three and seven is because they haven't been able to build off those top five or those those performances against top five opponents where they've played well but they haven't been able to build off of them. Yeah, the momentum thing's been a big problem for Scott Frost all along. Obviously, it would be if you have the, the record that you have at this point in time, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's been this way his whole tenure, and this year's kind of different in the fact that they've you know, they kept all these games close at least, so you, you can't say they've had just an awful performance yeah. at any time. But for the first three years, it was any momentum they built. The next year, they the next week, exactly. they'd come out and lay an egg. Um, so that is interesting to kind of pair the, ne- the next two games all together. Well, but I think that culture is like one of Frost's best arguments and one of the reasons that he's still here. It's hard to tell. Like I said, it's hard to measure, but it feels like it's come a long way from when he first took over. I think part of that was partially on the staff. I mean, they were all talking about mm-hmm. year two and the guys yeah. not lifting weights and all that stuff. And it, it just didn't get a good feeling altogether. 
about that first team. Uh, and then obviously once the second team didn't live up to expectations, uh, you know, certain guys in and out, out of off, off the team. I mean, because we, we could talk about this culture stuff and how, how much it matters and all that stuff. You can't lose Wandale in the offseason. You can't lose whoever that is mm-hmm. this year in the offseason or it does look like there's something wrong with your culture. But as far as like the the, the, the guys playing for each other, you can hear it when they're when they're talking. They say all the right things. Um, and more most importantly, they're sticking together. They're, they're, it's been a tough up and down season, mostly down, but they've they've played all these games. They, they you know they stuck together uh, and played all these games close, even against against top opponents. So you want to see that continue against Wisconsin. But the problem is all that the culture can be good. It's still not a winning culture. That's exactly what I was going to ask you next. Is you, you we talk about momentum and they've built momentum to an extent. They've had momentum. Um, both bad momentum, negative momentum going the wrong direction, but then also positive momentum. But once again, like you just said, it's not a winning culture. They're not winning. They're not getting over that hump. How much momentum can you really get from close loss after close loss after loss after close loss when you start stacking those on top of each other? How much positive momentum can you really get get from those? Yeah, probably not. I mean, and that, that's that's my it whole. It felt thing like about early it. on you were getting momentum from those, right? Like after the the Oklahoma game, especially because that was an eye opener. Everybody thought that was going to be a exactly. blowout, uh, and then you, you kind of moved that on, and then it looked like you should have beat Michigan State. Um, and I don't know how much momentum you got off of that, but you 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 beat Northwestern the next week, mm-hmm. and and it's just that that Michigan game was was close you felt like you could take momentum there they absolutely did not they laid an egg against minnesota they could not beat purdue and then of course that led to that ohio state loss um but it was still i mean and that even seems (laughs) that's less than two weeks ago that even seems a while ago considering all the changes that have been made in the bye week um but it is it is time i mean because if you look on the schedule you can build off that ohio state momentum being close and maybe to get you to the win against Wisconsin. But eventually you're not, how much are you building if you're not getting a win? How much can you build? How can you, how can you expect to move your program along if you're not winning? And you can only point to close losses so many times until it's like, well, okay, close loss. Okay, cool. We've had four close losses. Now that's all we can point to. Like that's, that's the most encouraging thing from this season. And you're looking yeah. back and you're saying, oh, well, close losses are the most encouraging. Bro, it's a, it's a loss. That's, I'm not saying bro like to you because I know you're not in that boat. But I'm just saying like that's still a loss. Yeah. Like you're still looking back and One saying. One or two is not bad. You, but once yes. It adds up and, to- and it's okay. It's okay to have close losses and point to that if that means that later on in the season you were turning a corner. If they would have lost too closely to Oklahoma and, and Michigan State even, but then they turn around and they're able to beat Minnesota, Purdue, um, if they're able to beat Wisconsin and Iowa and or Iowa. And then at the end of the season, you're able to look back and say, okay, we saw the evolution of the program throughout the course of the season. You saw them, they, they started playing well. They, they laid a fat egg against Illinois in the, in the opener, but then they started to turn a corner. We physically saw it against Oklahoma, against Michigan State, against Michigan. But then when it got down to the Big Ten West contest, the teams that were supposed to beat the Minnesota, the Purdue's, we saw them get over that hump. And unfortunately... Right now, if the season ended today, we would just be looking back and saying, oh, all we've seen is close losses, and 
how much does how much confidence does that really give you going into next season? Yeah, I, Nebraska, I think desperately needs one of these last two. Uh, yeah. Frederick Frank on the on the hotline says uh, cultural smolter just win, baby. That's the Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, Brett says getting a win would be huge to help get new coaches here. Um, interesting. I, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I you know, and, and it sounds like Frost said today they're getting a good response from the people that they're reaching out to. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously just a weird situation when you reach out to those guys. It's basically a one-year, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give this trial run, and we need the best people here. Um, but maybe don't buy a house in Lincoln quite yet, <laughs> you know, type well, of thing. I, I'm I'm in. Tr- Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty-nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Intrigued by what happens with this whole coaching stuff, because especially with the coordinators, because you expect, and we, we talked to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity yesterday, and, and we'll talk to Mitch about it here in a little bit. But the, if you're an offensive coordinator, whether or not they decide to go with somebody younger that's starting out, whether it's hiring an analyst and making him an offensive coordinator or hiring a position coach and making him an offensive coordinator, either way, if it's one of those guys, then you look at it saying, I can build myself here if I can come in and say, I don't know, elevate the offense. However, on the flip side of that block, we could, have, we could go down a big rabbit hole and say... Part of that relies on Frost giving up some of some of the the, the duty as well. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because that's the plan moving forward. But what's the plan this week, right? Is is Frost? Exactly. Uh, you know, because Frost has to be really. I mean, he's the only one there left to run this offense um, at this point in time. So I mean, he's got to be heavily involved in in. It's just going to be fascinating because there's a lot of things that can play out. What if Nebraska's mm-hmm. offense all of a sudden takes off now that those those guys are gone and Frost is still kind of at the helm of it now for these last two games? Does that change the movement moving forward to make him more of a CEO type? That would be interesting because you're going up against a Wisconsin defense that's number one in total defense, allowing 211 yards per game, I believe, and number two in the country in scoring defense right behind Georgia. And... I would be interested in seeing that. I don't think it's going to look any different because it's been. It feels like it's been Frost making the calls all right. along. Yeah, and so that would be if we're sitting here on Monday saying Nebraska beat Wisconsin thirty-one or okay twenty-eight to to seventeen or twenty-eight twenty-four. You're sitting there wondering what what's different about this game, and and we're getting this on the text line about backup quarterbacks. I don't know. I don't know. If backup quarterback is the way to go, I, I don't know if we're at that point or if we should be at that point. I, I really just genuinely don't have the answers about if they should be at that point of getting guys behind the starters experience. It's a, that's a huge question is, is because as Logan Smothers, there's the idea is probably that you're going to go to the transfer portal, um, yeah. try to find somebody to at least compete with Logan. But you would like to have, you know, the worst case scenario is that you, you well, and who knows, you know, those guys can transfer themselves, but you exactly. would like to get a guy like Logan, uh, you know, some game reps, some action. Uh, and if this season's already kind of a wash, then maybe you go ahead and do it, but at the same time, again, it's not—it's not to the point. It, it's 
It's not to the point of so much loss that mm-hmm. that a win wouldn't do a whole lot. Exactly. So you want to give your best effort because a win again would be Scott Frost's best win. Not only that, um, like you're saying, this isn't this this isn't just so some ho hum game. You're going up against the mm-hmm. one of the best, probably top three defenses in the nation. Most people would say too, Georgia and Wisconsin. Yeah. Um. And so if you can if you can approve yourself there and kind of get get that confidence rolling. Uh, it, it's just there's too much to be won in my mind by giving it your best rather than thinking about the future yeah. right now. I, I would agree with you there. Also, pointing back to things we've seen this season just a couple weeks ago, in, in a game against Purdue where Adrian Martinez just was not on his game and he threw four picks, the coaching staff, by not putting anybody else in or not even taking Adrian out for a series, told them told the fan base, that Adrian was still your best option in that situation. Yeah. And if not, if if they're st- if they're saying that in that situation Logan Smothers would have been the best option, but they didn't play him, then that's a whole other conversation. That's not good. However, and I, I don't think that's that's what they're saying. I think that they, they were saying that at that point in time, a- Adrian was still our best option to go out and beat Purdue. And so that that that's alarming for the backup quarterback room. Because then you really feel like they're going to have to go out to the portal and get something. And at that point, if Adrian's still your best guy and you know you're going to go to the portal for next year's quarterback, why why not put yourself in the best position to win to begin with? Well, and that's going to be fascinating, too, because a lot of people are put, are kind of uh, feel like the writing's on the wall for Adrian. As far mm-hmm. as here at Nebraska, this will probably be his final two games here. Uh, and then there's the thought that you know maybe maybe he goes pro and, and just wants to give that a shot. But the the other thing is, for one, the NIL money isn't going to be a whole mm-hmm. lot better elsewhere. Uh, but for two, Nebraska's going to be one of the like the top teams in the portal looking for a quarterback. Yeah, and the top name in the portal is going to be transferring from Nebraska, likely. <laughs> yeah. So it's it you know you're just kind of in your own and, and it makes sense though it doesn't you know it it, it sounds nonsensical but it, it's sometimes you just need a split sometimes you know Fresh people start. just need to go their separate ways yeah um, and and it could be better on both parties that it just didn't work out um, that being said could could Adrian change the mind of the fan base or you know even kind of you personally if he does put on a stretch here against Wisconsin and Iowa gets a win very close in another game um, or maybe even best best of all gets two wins would you be more thinking that you could welcome Adrian back? Ooh. I don't know, Bach. That's interesting. I don't know if you would. I think it would depend on how the games unfolded. Because if you were able to look back and say that Adrian was the reason that Nebraska won those games, yeah. then yeah, I think, yeah, you do start to have creep into that pool where you're saying, okay, if he comes back, it's okay. On the flip side, you could look at him back uh, – at the end of the two games and if Nebraska somehow some way wins both of them and say the defense is the reason that you guys won the game then I think you're still in the same boat that most Nebraska fans are right now well it's just it'd be fascinating I, because yeah. Scott Frost you're I giving that, that that year extension that whole deal and, and saying he's close well clearly Martinez has been close this whole time if he finally crosses that bridge and gets some of these things done mm-hmm. uh get some of those wins in in, in particular and, and like yeah. you said it's kind of the reason for it uh, makes a big plays down the stretch or whatever I don't know how you would feel giving Frost an extra try and minus, you know, not giving Martinez 
the extra try. Not that not that it's completely up to the athletic director or even the coaching mm-hmm. staff. You know, Martinez has a decision to make in his own here, but the coaching staff can push you a certain way and, let, and let you know where it's going. Let me ask you this. Would you think the staff would welcome Adrian Martinez back? If he, yeah, if the staff if, loves Adrian. If, if, they, if they win one, if they go one and one, and Adrian wants to come back, does the staff allow it? They might. I, I, and, it, See, because now that gets into a gray area. Sorry to, inter- sorry to no, cut yeah, you no, off. No. But that gets into a gray area because Scott talks about Scott Frost talks about becoming a CEO, having more of a CEO role. And if they bring an offensive coordinator, does that offensive coordinator get a say? Yeah. That that's where we get a little bit of gray area and you're thinking, oh whoa. Because if that offensive coordinator doesn't get a say and the staff still just says, Yeah, Adrian, come on back if you want, well then that's not doing what you told the fan base just last week here. And so that's where you get into a little bit of a gray area and you're thinking, oh, this could get dicey because right from the get-go with the offense, new offensive coordinator, new offensive staff, you're not being as transparent as, yeah. as you wanted to, or you said that you wanted to be at the beginning. Well, and it makes sense. I mean, it, it's just it's, it's just it's fascinating to see how this stuff's going to play out. That's a out really because, weird way to – or a cool way to think about it. But Adrian, Adrian has, like – again, he'll be one of the top names in the transfer portal. Yes. So he, he's got some cachet to his name. And but then the other thing is, you know, and, and I think regardless, you're better if you can keep Adrian around. I'm not saying you're better if you can start him. I'm not saying you're you're better not to get competition around him. But mm-hmm. your team is better with him at least competing for the starting job. Um, but th- there's this other idea within the within the keeping Frost theory around is that eventually Frost, you have to find somebody with besides Adrian. I know that this yeah. COVID and stuff keeps happening, so you, you you can have him for five years, but eventually we want to see what Frost is minus Adrian and we don't want to give you another extension after this next year to see that. So part of the, to just my mind in giving Frost the extension is, okay, let's at least see what he looks like with a different quarterback, but there's a possibility that doesn't happen. You made you made a really good point. And I want to tie this in with a, with a text that we got on the text line here, really quickly. You made a really good point about him coming back, competing for the job. That's that's the key next year. If he comes back, he can't be just handed the starting gig. Oh, I know. But that's what I think is a, is a lot is a worry of a lot of Nebraska fans, and rightfully so, because you want to look back and say, well, was was Logan Smothers? I think Luke McCaffrey was given a fair chance, a chance that he probably shouldn't have been given. Yeah. Um, but he was given a chance in a, in a game or so. Frederick Frank says this: Frost has to find another Milton, smart, quick thinker, good short, good short to medium route accuracy, simple. There's plenty of serviceable quarterbacks available. That's the line I wanted to get with. There's plenty of serviceable quarterbacks available, and and Fred, you're you're absolutely right. There's plenty of serviceable quarterbacks. The problem, and this goes back to Scott Frost being willing to give up some of the offensive play calling, is that the offense that Nebraska runs right now is so centered on the quarterback that you are not allowed to have just a serviceable quarterback. So Frederick Frank's absolutely right. There's a lot of serviceable quarterbacks out there that would be able to run an offense pretty well. Just run the offense. But with Frost and and the offense that Nebraska's running, is it's so centered around the quarterback and the quarterback has to be such a, a playmaker quick on his feet, he has to do everything so well to run the offense at high efficiency, like a Marcus Mariota, like a Mackenzie Milton, to where that, that that plays a part again is if Frost is able to step back and give it away to his offensive coordinator, maybe a, a, a guy that's only serviceable, that doesn't need to make all the plays if you install a new offense, something like that. Does that make sense what I'm trying to yeah, get at? Yeah, yeah. 
And so it, it'd just be interesting. There's so much, there's so many moving variables, and, and depending on how they go, there's other things that they have to handle a certain way for it to all work out and fall into place. And I think that's where a lot of um, unstable confidence is happening. Yeah, it, it's 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 just fascinating to see how this all plays out. We we're a little uh, late to break, but we have Mitch Sherman just around the corner. We'll discuss uh, this game, some of the stuff we've been talking about with Mitch Sherman. That's next here on uh, Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.